Hey guys, this uh, episode is actually uh, long enough where I'm going to split it up into a part one and part two. It's one of my favorite episodes that we've done so far. It's one that I recommend listening to over and over. We just kind of had a free for all. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, one of the comments Coach made is a sub sitting there waiting with a glass of wine and a cigar. <laughs> you definitely want to hear that part. That was hilarious. Uh, but it's full of knowledge and full of insight that hopefully will help you, especially in your personal development, but even uh, crafting the life you want to live next year uh, and from this point on. The sub, in a sense, you could say, it is the negative component in the in the sale, right? So you yeah. have the positive charge and then you have the negative charge. They are both very important. Yes. Right? They are both very important and they always exist simultaneously. Because the sub, once we have it, we have worked with it, becomes a transformed support figure for us, right? Bringing to us what we are doing in this life, right? Yeah. It is. But until that point, it's kind of like you don't know what you're doing with it. So you don't really understand your life when you don't get connected with it that way, right? <clears throat> so it's like it's not something that you can leave. <laughs> right. It's kind of it's sort of like the person is like, okay, I understand you you got baptized. Okay, that's cool. But do you think that once you get out of that water, that you don't have work to do, <laughs> right. especially depending on what your journey is, right? You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because this, get up. That's what this sub is going to send you. It's like, okay, let me give this person two or three days. They're fresh and dried off. Three days later, wham, there goes an image and the person is like, nope, I'm not seeing that. Sub is like, yes, you are. No, I'm mm-hmm. not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Exactly. Yes. And two, you understand. And this is why when, when we tell people, it's like, the first thing you need to understand about us in the intensive is we do what we tell you we're going to do. This is why every day I can repeat at the drop of a hat the self-confidence formula. Yeah. Right? Because if that's not in my head, something else is. And that is what, dear listener, we want you to understand. Your head is never empty. It is never empty. You are always working on something. And that which you're not aware of is being controlled by your sub. And if you ain't working on something, your sub's working on you. So you better make sure it's doing the good work. (laughs) That's exactly right. So for all of those ladies right now to say it's the 8th of December and I'm getting ready for what I'm going to do in the new year, your subconscious mind is sitting back with a glass of wine and a Cuban cigar. <laughs> it's just waiting. Oh, coach, that's it's <laughs> making big puffs, right? It's like, yeah, we've been here before. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna celebrate right now. I love it. I have a I have a metaphor for the sub too. So when you were talking, I was thinking of fake news. It's like your yeah. sub specializes in fear. Like it, it, because it's trying to keep you alive. So it's going to sell a story of fear. And until you start the transformative work, you're Mm going to hear a lot of fake news. And so you have to 
coach your sub. You have to reprogram your sub. You have to always be aware. Don't let it, you know, that cigar smoking and that wine yeah. drinking show up. And all of a sudden, you know, everything's falling apart. Um, and speaking of, so I just had, now I'm going to get, I'm going to dive into, you know, I'm a Christian, so I'm going to dive into this coach. Uh, I'm going to pull out, I'm going to pull out some scriptures. Okay. So I'm just going to, but, <laughs> but this is so worth it. Okay. So I've been reading this book by Charles Caps called, um, I think like how to avoid tragedy or something like that. And there's nonsensical ideas that people have about God. And one of them is that he sends bad things. <clears throat> and I have been a student of the word, gosh, 34 years. Um, you know, I've got experiences, I've got miracles, I've got things. And one thing I've learned for me and what the word says, God is good all the time. And um, so that's like a life, it's like a life, uh, I hate to word, use the word mantra, but that's, that's just a core value. Well, I'm reading this book because, you know, I've I've believed a lot of the things he has said in there for many years. But one thing knocked me flat. Okay, so he was talking about uh, there's a scripture that says wisdom. If you listen to wisdom, you will dwell safely in the land, quietly and without fear of evil or that word evil is calamity. And mm -hmm. then he goes to Job. So in the circles I'm in, everybody always brings up Job as proof that God, you know, allowed something bad to happen. And I always tell people, actually, no, he didn't. It was a legality. It's a court scene. And the indictment against Job was fear. So if you look at what Job said out of his own mouth, what I greatly feared has come upon me. I did not dwell safely. I was not quiet. Um... And then the story goes to the adversary who goes before and says, I can't get to him because you've hedged him roundabout. And all of a sudden it hit me. Okay, so you got wisdom that says you don't have to fear calamity. You have Job that feared calamity and what he feared came upon him. And then you have the adversary that was the only one speaking truth other than the wisdom, which was, mm -hmm. I can't get to him because you've hedged him in. So the legality mm -hmm. that opened the door was fear. So here's something mm -hmm. that I did, a new practice. And this is going to be a personal practice. Um, so I'm, I'm, I read that. And I'm like, wow. So fear tells you that you don't have what you already actually possess. Yes. Then I started thinking, okay, so one of my life scriptures is John 10, 10. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come to give abundant life, right? So I'm, mm -hmm. And so then all of a sudden I'm like, well, of course, a thief doesn't come to steal something if you don't have it. That's he, right. He only comes to steal what you possess. Fear is a thief. That's right. So the practice I did is I wrote down all, you know, like current fears, you know, because I got a major life change, right? So there's been a few things that have been kind of marinating. So I wrote them down, which I was surprised at how short the list was. <laughs> I was like, oh, I've made progress. <laughs> and then on the right side, I wrote the exact opposite of what I possess. 
So you can't trust a voice of fear. Now, there's some things like, hey, maybe you shouldn't jump off a cliff. You might hurt yourself. Hey, maybe you shouldn't go 120 miles down the highway. I mean, there are obviously fear has its place as far as a protection of physical danger. If, if there's someone you're around and all of a sudden there's not a trust there, you need to pay attention to your gut. What I'm referring to are those narratives, those fears that have no basis Whatever it's telling you, you already have. False evidence appearing as real. Yep. Right? Yep. And um, you have to work with fear. And I'm going to say this. I think it's something that's introduced because I think in, in many ways that it has been formed, but now it doesn't feel like it because it's so prevalent. Um, but it does. It throws you it 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 causes you to lose your focus yes right and um because we're really talking about how powerful the mind is yeah. and fear has a way of decreasing your mental capability to be able to do what you're here to do which is what we talked about earlier it's like okay remember where do things come from first right you might have an impulse that you feel in your body but it's going to go up to your central nervous system for you to be able to do something with it now it happens so quickly you can think that they both occur simultaneously right and i will be the last one to to try to make to put them in order but what i'm saying is it's probably more like that, right? By the time that thing hits you in your gut, your mind is already working. It's just that quick. Yeah. You have to be able to just, you have to see what it is. So for instance, there's a difference between fear and danger, mm. right? Yes. And so a lot of times with language, we'll mail things together. We'll talk about fear when we're really, what we really should be talking about is danger. Right? Yes. Yes. That's good. Um, bull riding brings on a fear, but it's because it's dangerous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's dangerous. Okay. Um, the fear of losing a person's love. I understand that, but it's not danger. Mm -hmm. Right. It feels like so, it is, but it's not. It, exactly. So, so we really, that's what we really have to, we really have to learn. We really have to learn. And I think this is what we're put here to do is the fact that you have to get connected so you can be able to work with the thoughts that come into your head. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> I would say there is no day that I don't deal with fear. I mean, it always comes to me. It has to, because now it's an advisor. It comes in. Is he ready? Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what it is. Mm. It's like, are you ready? You know, um, how do you know you're ready? You don't know unless you're able to walk through those things. Right. Yeah. So courage is the word. Right. Mm -hmm. Courage is the word. It's the process of moving through the fear, but it's still a thought form. Yes. Right. It's still a thought form. It's like, OK, this shakes me up. But. Yep. Right. I'm going to do this anyway. I'm this, this makes me a little bit nervous. I'm going to do this anyway. It's like, um, it's 11 o'clock at night. It's a full moon. I got 35 pounds. Of I was thinking LP of that. <laughs> on my backpack and my light won't even 
shine through all of the brush that I got to walk through that's taller than me. And I looked up there and I was like, man, <laughs> I did. I was like, oh, shit. Uh, and then I just stopped, right? My brain just stopped. It was like, okay, you just died. Now just go ahead and start walking. <laughs> I was I thinking of that. Oh. Yeah. Because I did. I had to let it go. I probably had about 250 yards to go, um, including the incline. So that still had about another two hours worth of walk ahead of me. Right. Carrying a bunch and of I meat. Just, yep. Yeah. And I did. And I just thought, whoo. And I did. At one point, I was like, okay, accept that thought. You just died. And what I meant by that is, this is no Hollywood. You know, you're not that big of a dude anyway. You got that meat on you. Oh, you weighed down and you got two trekking poles in your hand and you can't see a damn thing around you outside of 10 feet. What are you going to do? Let it go. <laughs> There's right? no other choice. I had, I let it go and I kept walking. And do you know each step I took after a while I was like, Okay. And then when I did hear something, because I spooked some elk, I knew I did because I was walking back through a bedding area and I heard that crash and I just went. Yep. And then I kept walking. Yeah. Right. And when I got to the top of my leg was shaking, I was like, thank you. Yes. That is what courage is like. Right. Yeah. Because I had to go through it no matter what. I couldn't just stop and say, I can't make it. I'm asleep here because then I would have been in the news. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and and I love that story because, okay, you know, people think, well, if I'm in this situation, you know, I'll do this or I'll do that. So here you are where the hunter has been successful, but now you got meat on you that is like a bullseye for being hunted and, and you didn't ignore, like, like it hits you. Okay. I am, you know, in the middle of nowhere, can't see anything, walking through, you know, territory that belongs to animals, not me. And there's nothing you can do about it. If if something's going to hunt you, that's probably like you're not going to have time to grab your weapon before you're now dinner. Right. And and I like that because you didn't ignore how south it could go. You right. acknowledged it and you're like, well, it is what it is. And I'm going to keep moving And that, you know, with my current, you know, transition that I, I told myself that there are two things I tell myself. Number one, it is what it is. I cannot reverse time. If I had that capability, I would have reversed time. Um, I, but I don't. So that's just silly to even think about. And then yeah. the second thing is this will pass. Uh, I actually picked that up as a kid. So whenever things were, and I don't even know how I figured it out, but whenever things were like really bad, you know, um, alcohol-induced fighting, guns, cocaine, um, you know, sheriffs coming to the door, I mean, all kinds of crazy stuff, I would tell myself, this is going to be over one day. And, and so those were just two things, you know, it is what it is. This is going to be over. And I, but I, I do have to throw this out. Um, I cannot get away from the idea 
that you first shared that struck me very strong, which is we teach people how to treat us. Um, I'm going to take that a little bit further in that we teach ourselves how to treat us. It's going to be centered around value. If there's one thing you work on, you have got to see your value. It can be life or death. And so when I look back at my journey from August, I can tell you that the work we do, like you said, we do the work there. We're not, you know, um, professors and that we teach and we don't do no offense to professors out there. Um, but you know, they say sometimes professors become professors because they actually don't want to go and do the work. <laughs> they would rather teach it. Um, I, yeah, I, can, I can say that my, the work I've done and our work increased value to such a degree that when my world exploded, I'm like, well, it is what it is. I'm going to be fine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to thrive. I'm going to do amazing and too bad for you because you just lost someone well, you'll never find again, ever. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, when you let go and see, and I think this is, I think this is one of the things that um, sometimes we forget. That when you let go, your life actually blossoms. I mean, I remember I step out of a relationship that I had been in for 14 years. I'm like, man, I really, I feel this way about this person. But there's, but when I recognize what's going on, it's like, you know what? Okay, love, I'm, I'm not going to hang on. We both have the opportunity to enjoy a rich life. Let us just bless each other and, and go in peace, right? <clears throat> you know, after that, the next thing I know, I was on the I was on the Fairlawn Islands, um, thirty miles off the coast of San Francisco, getting in a great white shark cage. Yeah, right. That's that's where I went, and I realized that I am doing things right now that is consistent. I wake up every day and I'm and I'm walking consistently in the life, the blessing, the changes. I can turn on a dime, you know. You've are, you've been to Greece, you've been to Puerto Rico or Mexico or someplace. You yeah. see what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. all, your life is moving because now those obstacles have been moved. And even though they may have caused some temporary pain and discomfort, they had to be removed so that the rich life that you deserve could be present for you right now when that's what you're living. Well, you know, and I think the value is also important. Like when you start, when you were talking, Coach, I thought about this. How you see yourself determines how you treat those in your life. If Mm. you don't see your value and how extraordinary you are, and if you're not extraordinary, you can get there. You know, it's like everybody, the power to be who you want to be is within your ability, your choice. Um, Mm -hmm. And so... Because of a lack of value um, that we might have for ourselves, we would we can actually um, obviously self sabotage, but at the same time be treated by that person in ways that are not valuable. So, what I'm saying is, if you find yourself in a situation where it's toxic or the way you're being treated is not how you want to be treated, 
you have to understand that how you value yourself, how they value themselves, there is that exchange there. And at some point, you have to decide, I'm going to walk away from this because the value is not there where I need it. And also, I'm going to work on myself to where the next time around, I will attract the people in my life that are at the same level of awareness and value that is required in order to be in a relationship with me. Ooh, bam. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and we come back to the same thing. What's in your thought form is what's going to manifest in your life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and we improve that by improving our thinking. I mean, what you just said was, it's fire. That's fire. It is absolutely true. And as I, as I sit here um, with you in this space, you know, I know, I mean, it's like, so, I mean, as a person and then as a clinician, it's like, look, I get it. I mean, this is why when we talk, it's like, Hey, look, Jerry, I want you to do this. I want you to do this. Right. Yep. Because I understand, understand it but it's also the same thing that i have to do it's like hang on for a second man it's like you have to walk through it if you try to circumvent it any way you haven't walked through it and now that's the painful part right it's like i can understand moving beyond a relationship that doesn't fit me i get that and i can deal with the the pain that comes from wanting to hold on because of the momentum of past thoughts i get it But once we move past that, we have to understand it's kind of like now you have to go. You've had the opportunity to be free. Let it go. Don't look back. Right. Because your life is in front of you. If you're not able to reach for that, you're going to find that you're always looking at a television program. You're always looking outside of yourself. You're living and you're looking at a fantasy because you have not allowed yourself the opportunity to live the life that you want. Yeah. You have to you have to go in here. You have to correct those thoughts. You have to do that work. Sometimes you are going to cry. Sometimes you're going to scream. Sometimes you're going to you're going to have words that you want to say that that that's not meant for everybody else. And you need to be able to get them out, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's one of the things that I do when the voice comes up. What's up? I answer, what is that? I acknowledge it and then I move on. I don't try to get rid of it. It's like, what do I need to know? Okay. And then right after that, you're freed. And this is the thing that maybe is difficult for the person that doesn't do the work. If you don't do the work, these things that we're saying can feel abstract. Yes. Because you you can't walk through it. You can't intellectualize experience. Yeah. And that's why if somebody says, if that would have been me, I don't even listen to a person like that. In that scenario I described, it's like, there's a whole lot of things you need to do. First of all, let's be in shape. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the first thing, right? Let's just start with that. But I'm saying you you can't fake it. Right. You, You can't. You, I'm going to say the word now. You can't bullshit it, right? Yep. You just can't. Because your sub is sitting there looking at you. It's like, you know, you're getting ready to meet that same person again. Coach, coach, I was thinking of that because 
You know, it's like um, one of the things and not, you know, not meaning to get into relationships, but we're just having a conversation yeah. here. Um, yeah. it, oh, if you got to be careful not to externalize, because what you're going to find is you're going to try to find somebody that will validate your value. And guess what? You're going to end up with the exact same person. Your value is not external. You have to go inward on all the things that you want because your internal world is always reflected in your external. If you want to know what you're thinking, just look around you. That's right. There you go. That's it. It's like what we're talking about are your your VIPs, your values, your interests, and your principles, oh, right? Hang on, coach. Hang on. <laughs> I got to get that. Hang on. <laughs> I got to get that in my notes. Okay. See, you know, I was all proud of myself because I... I had a, a fire, like Coach said, and that's rare that I get to do that with him. Um, and now he just dropped a bomb. Okay, so values. Interests interest and principles. Principles, okay. And that's what you're talking about. Because if you let go of your VIPs, then nobody else is going to respect them. Yep. Right? Yep. Exactly. And that's what, you're, that's what you're really talking about. That's the wavelength. That's the vibrational tone, right? That's when people say, oh, yeah, as soon as I met her, I knew that I had to talk to her correctly, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had to be conscious in her presence because she is conscious. Yep. 100%. That's what we're saying. So that's just beautiful. And it's everything is relationship. It is. Yeah. So. In this Western frame, let us say this right now, everything is relationship, right? It is. So, you know, so don't put them in different boxes. Just understand, you know, like one, one thing is connected to another thing. Your self-worth, your value, your interests are connected to how you communicate with others, how you allow other people to communicate with you, what you pursue in your life, what you take on from others in your life. Yep. Right? Yep. Is right there in your VIP. So yeah. good, coach. So good. <laughs> All right. I think that buttons it up, don't you? <laughs>